Files Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mella, here with Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. Before we get started, take a quick little minute to like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can also support this little baby indie podcast at buymeacoffee.com slash WCA. What's up, y'all? Hello. It's a special episode today. Very special. Very it's a double special. whammy special. Why is it so special, Lacey? Tell us. Break, break the news to everybody. But which one am I supposed to do first? It's our 150th episode. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? We're here. We're still Woo. here. Editing Rashawn. Put in police sirens. Why? Nicholas Patel. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it's to celebrate, but also to freak out the people who listen when, when they drive. Oh my god. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. You want everybody just pulling over. I want everyone to slow down. Be safe. No, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> At least well. 10 minutes. <laughs> I need to get my coffee. Fuck. Starbucks just like, it didn't get it right. Now I'm late. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> What have we been watching? What have we been up to? Anything new? I'm not going to talk about it much here because uh, I'm definitely going to be talking about it later. Plus, one of us hasn't seen it yet. But Across the Spider-Verse came out. Uh, everything you've heard is true. It's <laughs> fucking incredible. I don't want to, again, like I said, I don't want to spend too long on it right now because you're going to hear more about it later. Mm-hmm. I think it's nothing short of a masterpiece. It's crazy. It's so good. <laughs> That's it. It's time for Lacey's Animation Corner. Here we go. Ooh. This is a new section of the podcast. I love it. On the 150th, we're just we're just getting so, them in. We're always going to give you something new. Fresh. If you keep tuning in, <laughs> surprises abound. Listen, Spider-Verse was so great. And I was I sat in awe of it the whole time because it is an absolute artistic masterpiece but it also made me furious because you cannot show me all of these different kinds of animation and then keep giving me the same no offense disney pixar but the same disney pixar animation over and over and over again there are so many different art styles used in this movie and they all you know combine into this incredible masterpiece but like i want a whole movie done in watercolors the way gwen's theme is done i want a whole movie drawn the way something that happens in the first 15 minutes happens like you are showing me that this kind of animation is possible and how amazing it looks i want more of that Mm -hmm. do more of that and i know it's it's its own thing and it's a huge team and it took a long time but like Seeing that and then, you know, sorry, again, just catching strays, but then like seeing a trailer for Elemental, it's just like, 
the same style we've seen over and over and over again. It's like, okay. yeah, okay. In the same year too, that Puss in Boots, even the new Ninja Turtles movie looks really stylized and fun. Mm-hmm. Like Wish looks kind of fun. I think. Yeah, Wish and, looks and, beautiful. And yeah. Different. Wish yeah. looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Much to your surprise, Lacey, because as soon as we came out, you were like, "Did you like it?" Even though it was animated. <laughs> And I was like, fist cocked back. Yeah, she was ready to fucking say something. Say something about it. I just walked out. (laughs) No, I I gave it five stars on my letterbox. I really like the first one. It's, I mean, it's beautiful. You can't. It's crazy. But I also had that same thought where I'm like, there's like 16 styles of animation happening within five minutes at Mm -hmm. one point. And okay, so. Obviously, I know that these styles exist, but why are we not seeing them? Mm-hmm. Or if we do see them, there are only seven nominees on the Oscar animation list that like two I've, of which I've seen. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. it's like none of them are as big as as this. So I don't know. I mean, maybe it's hope that we'll see yeah. more, I mean, you know. Financially speaking, the message is loud and clear. It is right. already making a shitload of money, and it's recording during its opening weekend. So, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? <laughs> <laughs> um, we have not talked about it, but I'll touch on it a little bit. Um, Yellow Jacket season two is over? Question mark. <laughs> They've aired nine episodes, and the ninth episode was the end of the season, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. Something major happens in the ninth episode. And I'm still kind of grappling with it because I wasn't ready for it. But it fits the story as vague as I can be without spoiling mm-hmm. anything. Get me a Letterman's jacket because Team Yellow Jackets. Over I there. did. I was actually going to surprise you. They sell them now. I was going to surprise you with one, but they're $200. So oh. I- Please do not buy me a Yellow Jackets <laughs> Letterman jacket. I would rather have $200. www.buymeacoffee.com Let's go. No, it's great. And now there's there's word that it is confirmed there's going to be a bonus episode dropping sometime between seasons two and three. So now, oh shit, that's all anyone will talk about. But they haven't said when they're they're dealing with deals with the WGA and and SAG and the DGA. So they're they're waiting till those the dust is all settled on those. But they are releasing a bonus episode in between the two seasons at some point. I also just like really want to highlight Christina Ricci in this season. I feel like she really got to flex. She really got to mm-hmm. play. And it's just case in point why she has been such an iconic moniker in Hollywood since she was a wee babe. Um, Mm. She has more talent in her pinky finger than most people have in their entire life. Um, She's amazing. There you go, Josh. There you go, Josh. Let's go, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Pour one out for Christina Ricci. (laughs) Also, Sophie Thatcher this season. Uh, mm-hmm. who plays one of the younger, one of the teens, who's also in the upcoming Boogeyman. Mm. It's phenomenal. Rajan? Uh, not Spider-Verse, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, not much. I know, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't You've been working like crazy, so. Yeah. I have, I have, I have. We've I've been working, recorded so y'all can episodes. be watching something I'm writing. Um, Period. Yes. Per. Sorry, that was so loud. Eight <laughs> <In the mic. laughs> clips. That's the first time. 
I realized like I hadn't gone to AMC for like a month mm-hmm. and I felt I felt cold in my chest about it. <laughs> like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm sorry. Well, oh my god. Um <laughs> but then I went to Little Mermaid and Spider-Verse back to back, so I felt like I Mm-hmm. you know put put my due diligence due diligence in get used to this kind of intro uh, hollywood until you start paying your fucking writers you know what i mean right mm. mm-hmm. that or, damn mm-hmm. well, maybe i'll finally watch squid game sorry go ahead squid game i don't know i just i was thinking <laughs> the other day i was like thinking like because this fall and this winter shows aren't gonna come up anymore because the writers strike and i was like i gotta watch shows that i never got a chance to uh, yeah. squid game was the first one to come to mind because i never saw it like succession. Oh! Well, that got ruined for me, so. Damn. <laughs> By me! <laughs> well, if there's nothing else, Lacey, what are we talking about today? Don't. Joshua. I swear to God, if you ruin this for me, I'm going to kick your ass. Carmela. Lace. You have done us the great honor mm-hmm. of taking us down the yellow brick road. Yes, baby. To the Wizard of Oz. Yes. Wizard of Oz is a 1939 musical fantasy film adapted from L. Frank Baum's children fantasy novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. The film was primarily directed by Victor Fleming, who, fun fact, left the production to take over Gone with the Wind. And it stars Judy Garland, Frank Morgan, Ray Bolger, Bart Lahr, Jack Haley, Billy Burke, and Margaret Hamilton. And... Terry, who played Toto. <laughs> Young Dorothy Gale and her dog Toto are swept away by a tornado from their Kansas farm to the magical land of Oz and embark on a quest with three new friends to see the wizard who can return her to home and fulfill the other wishes. I almost forgot to write a synopsis because who doesn't know the plot to the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> When I pulled that shit early on in this podcast life, everyone got so mad at me. I know. And I immediately thought of that. So I was like, let me just write this shit down. I would also Um, like to, behind the curtain, we were not mad at you for not writing down your synopsis. We were mad at you about bitching about having to do a synopsis. Yes. Well, everyone everyone knows the Dark Knight. Come on. Not like the Wizard of Oz, though. I don't remember. It probably wasn't the Dark Knight. It was probably something like, I don't know. The other guys. The other guys. (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah, to continue behind the curtain, I feel like me and Lacey have talked about bringing this movie to the podcast since like three years ago, right? Since when we the started. beginning. Yeah, we're like, we have to bring it. But what would we fight about? And then Josh was like, well, I kind of never seen it. And then we were like, what the fuck? Um, and then, I don't know, it's just been kind of like a back and forth because it means so much to me. I know how much it means to Lacey. So I, I didn't know whether I wanted to talk about it. And then Roshana was like, yo, we're about to hit 150th. And I'm like, that's a great one. So here we are. The Wizard of Oz, I don't know. I feel like it's a part of my identity, honestly. I grew up in Kansas. I was a little Kansas, not a farm girl, but I'm from Kansas. So I felt like Dorothy is me. I'm Dorothy. <laughs> um, one of my like first email addresses is literally Red Ruby Shoes 15. Oh, um, damn. <laughs> yeah. So, At Hotmail or Yahoo? Hotmail, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it's all my spam email right there. I can't tell you the first time I watched this because I watched it so much. I was in the play twice. I was a munchkin and then I was a wicked witch. So it was, when I say it is like ingrained in me, it, it really truly is. There's just something so special about this film that I feel like every time I watch it, it makes me cry and not in like a sad way, but in like touching a piece of, of gold for the first time. I saw this movie, I guess, a year ago but it felt like I had just seen it a couple months ago and I I was like I'm gonna make it through without crying it's gonna happen and then at the end nope Rashawn's like it got you I'm like it fucking got me so I'm like really excited to talk about it today and I want to hear from you all so Lacey you go first because I, I I know I got you through and through call me scarecrow because I am <laughs> along for the journey <laughs> I we turned the movie on last night as we do and I just get this warm fuzzy feeling when mm -hmm. the music starts when the beginning credits start to roll like it's the wizard of oz mm -hmm. <laughs> it's it, it's like this perfect little ship in a bottle encapsulation of movie magic now the movie magic that was done was terrible <laughs> yes. and we're gonna get into that quite horrific but as we were watching it josh turned to me and he was like you know in all the iterations and all the remakes it's kind of incredible that this one hasn't really been touched and i i i genuinely don't Thing. it can be it can be retold we can get retellings we can get prequels whatever but you will never have the perfect magic that is Judy Garland as Dorothy Gale doesn't matter if I'm five it doesn't matter if I'm 105 as soon as she starts singing somewhere over the rainbow I'm a puddle done absolutely done I knew this movie, I loved this movie, but it's not one that I revisit often, I think, because it makes me so emotional. And as we were watching it last night, I was like, oh my gosh, we would like put this on in our little VHS TV in our van for road trips, you know, mm -hmm. with the fam. Like this was a staple. And I think that's just what it has become as far as a movie overall. It's become, become a, its own category of classic. 
and yeah. I love it. And I might get a divorce today. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see. Stay tuned. Rashani, hmm. let's hear from you. Yeah. On the scale of love, hate, super fan, indifferent, I'm going to choose the chaotic neutral of Glinda. <laughs> <laughs> Will I get you to your destination? Absolutely. Will I take swipes at everyone in my view? Yes, I will. <laughs> I I do have a, quite a bit of fondness for this movie. I, I think I've seen it at least once every couple of years just to check in and, and see how much I still love it. Like everything Lacey and Mel have said, there's a reason it's one of the most influential films of all time. And I think some of that might be due to its simplicity that people can kind of project a lot of their feelings onto these very simple characters. And I I don't mean that in a a pejorative way. I just mean they are very simply drawn, very beautifully executed. And the story is not complex in any way. It's just, it's, it's there for you to digest and engage with and bring your own self to it um you find yourself in, in, in any of these characters and it's just a really beautifully done fairy tale simple by the book beginning to end and and i really 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 do adore it but like i said i'm glinda so i don't know there might be some things said in the next hour that hey maybe i'll agree with i don't know what's about to come after me but um there you have it be gone okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. So I feel like everyone's expecting me to dislike The Wizard of Oz. Yes. Which is crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. However, that does not mean it is it is safe from criticism. I don't think it should be. I have seen this. What I've seen, I've seen a lot of. I've seen this stuff in Oz. Mm. When it started, I didn't. I don't think I remembered or realized that the three dudes show up in, on the farm. I was like, oh, oh, shit. In my head, the movie opens. The witch, uh, human in Kansas, shows up, <laughs> steals Toto. She sings somewhere over the rainbow without Toto. <laughs> the witch. Yeah, the witch sings it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Tornado. Oz. Like, there was like a good 15 minutes where I was like, I didn't know this is part of the movie. A good five of those 15 minutes didn't need to be part of the movie. And then Oz happens. Wow. Um, You just cut straight to Munchkinland or like literal Oz? Munchkinland. Okay. Munchkinland. Yeah. I still don't know how I feel about this movie. Um, I understand that it's one of the greatest of all time. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, I can mostly agree with that i can't disagree with how influential it is and like Rashawn said i think its beauty is in its simplicity because they didn't have a choice um yeah you know what yeah i i definitely watched this movie (laughs) okay i'll take it it's Um, a little boring all right right, we're gonna we're gonna move on boring move on it's literally not it can get a little boring no can I rebuttal, shape your comment that might get you a divorce right now and say it's repetitive? Tiresome. Yeah, repetitive. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> but intentionally so. 
Right, it's the same. It's the same. Here we go. It's the. You know what? It's our anniversary episode. It's the same vignette three times, and then I'm not in trouble here. And then they go to us. You know what I mean? It's the same. Like what you mean? Like the meeting of the friends? Yeah. Well, that I mean, it is made for children. Three times. Scarecrow, Tin Man. Oh, I thought you meant the three friends meet. I understand. They all. They all sing the same melody they all take off down the road yeah. but you are also someone i said i was glinda i'll hit everybody you also are also someone on this podcast who has said more than anyone that you love a hero's journey this is the template mm-hmm. yes but we start the hero's journey and it's like dialing a rotary phone we get to mentor mentor well, because you also they're like not her mentors <laughs> they're not her mentors she meets her mentor and glinda they are you also love a heist movie or a getting the gang together movie don't she dare call us a heist movie <laughs> she she murdered a bitch and took her shoes that's a heist <laughs> so let's play a game let's play recast so i'm thinking Clooney as dora under the house I'm thinking. Just I'm kidding. Thinking, that's Damon. I'm thinking Pitt as a scarecrow. <laughs> okay, Daddy. Don, relax. Don Cheadle is Tin Man. With the accent or without? With <laughs> Matt Damon's Toto for sure. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have the credentials. He doesn't have the resume. <laughs> <He> Okay, so Lacey kind of touched on it, and there is a magic to this movie, right? And whether you've seen this movie or not, you know what it is, right? And the magic of it is a little dark, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie came out in 1939, a time when this movie in itself kind of paved the way for other things so more specifically I'm a makeup artist so of course the makeup behind it is like really um you know fascinating to me but if you read anything about it you realize how bad it was for these actors on set and through this whole process so like so you can chime in at any any time I know we like listen to a whole podcast and have read a bunch of shit through the course of our lives about this, but I wrote a couple of things down that I thought were crazy. So Jack Don was the makeup artist for The Wizard of Oz, and he was in Hollywood for quite some time. And then he came across Wizard of Oz, and he was like, "This, this is my thing. This, I'm, this is gonna be my baby." And he saw Alice in Wonderland in 1933, and I forgot that I had seen that movie. Have you seen that movie, Lacey? Oh yes. 
Oh, yes. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, that the one with <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter? No, Josh. Not quite that one yet. Not quite that one yet. But in that movie, I believe it's black and white, and all of the characters except for Alice wear basically like massive mascot heads. Mm-hmm. And all of the actors, I don't think are mic'd. I think they're like just talking really loudly through their in heads. In their head. <laughs> That's very scary. It's very <laughs> scary. It's amazing. Yeah. I I remember seeing it at a, as a child, also alongside like Peter Pan with... Um, I don't remember her name, but it, it was that same style of like, we're on a stage. Everything is Mary Martin. Yes, that one. Um, and it was just kind of fucking creepy. But here I was watching it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Jack Don saw that and he was like, OK, so that's exactly what I don't want to fucking do for this. I think Cary Grant was in it. And he's like, you have Cary Grant wearing a massive head that you you can't even hear him. Why is Cary Grant in this movie? So he was like. If I'm doing The Wizard of Oz, I want to see every single actor's face. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. So he basically took a team of all men and he made his own crew and was like, we're going to learn how to do this. Everybody on set is going to be wearing makeup. And it's not just like a little powder, a little blush. It's full makeup head to toe. Mm -hmm. Cowardly Lion, played by Burt Lair, he is head to toe in makeup lion hair fur everything and to quote him he said they plastered my face with goo took me an hour and a half to make up each day and i had to eat my lunch through a straw 26 weeks of it tough job i thought it was interesting because the book that i got this from kind of made it seem like it really wasn't a big deal <laughs> like, that's crazy like, what do you mean? That is terrible. <laughs> and like, you know, too, because these wigs were, be cre- were being created for like the first time, essentially, they would make two or three of them. And then after hours of sweating, they'd be like, all right, I guess you could take that one off. Bro, I've been wearing this line wig for 10 hours. Like, I, yeah, I'm going I'm to take it off. I guess I'll take it off now. <laughs> Dorothy, played by Judy no. Garland. Fuck, dude. There's like a lot to say about how she was treated, but in regards to like the makeup and everything, when creating Dorothy, they were like, do we want her to be like a child, like Shirley Temple? Do we want her to be soft and playful like Alice? Do like, what are we looking for? So they had created this kind of Hollywood blonde-esque type of girl. And then one of the big wigs got to set one day and was like, what the fuck is this? No. Like, she's from Kansas. We No, take that shit off. And so they were like, okay, we're going to dye her hair red. We're going to give her rouge on her cheeks. You know, just make her look very young, youthful. But they have the child labor laws. And in order for MGM to go around that, instead of her coming to set, they would take the hair and makeup artist and go to her house, get her fully made up, and then bring her to set. So Judy was not being paid for that during the time, of course, because she's 15, 16 at the time. And then going to set, I think, at, like at 6 a.m. So I'm assuming they're at her house at like 4. It's so sad. It's so sad. And it's it's one of those things where you're like, yes, it's magic. And look how beautiful she looks. And then you start reading into it and you're like, 
Mm, it's not yeah. worth that. No. I have a scarecrow. So played by Ray Bolger. Again, Jack Don wanted his face to be visible. So as we know, he has what looks like a burlap sack on his face. Or that was created using like this sponge rubber material that was created for the Wizard of Oz. So a lot of the Ozians, a lot of um, the munchkins were using the same type of material on their face for hours. For the scarecrow specifically, he had this quote unquote burlap sack on his face glued down with spirit gum. You know, it's attached around his eyes, around his lips for hours, right? And the actor Ray Bolger would start feeling faint. And of course, like he's he's dancing around, he's doing the whole shit on the yellow brick road. People are like, oh yeah, you know, he's tired. And it's like, no, his pores could not sweat due to the glue and the spirit gum that he literally couldn't physically breathe. Mm. And instead of detaching this, all they did was kind of like cut it open in the back just to add some ventilation because it would take too long to reapply this again. Fucking crazy. Me and Lacey know the wicked, you know, the wicked witch one. Mm-hmm. This one is really bad. So of course we all know her and love her as like this green evil witch. And she said that a main ingredient of the witch makeup has copper in it. They had put it on her several times in test shoots to see what background she looked good in, different types of green, so on and so forth. And anytime they would go to remove it and reapply, they had to use a certain type of cloth that was really rough on her skin. And they kept doing it and doing it and doing it. That by the end of these test shoots, her skin was completely raw. And she was like, if I don't need to be on set, please do not call me. Uh, she had to go to the doctor for it. It was so bad that I, that after the whole movie was done, she was still left green. Her skin and her pores were, it was still in her. It's mm-hmm. fucking crazy, man. Yes, innovation in 1939, but also at what cost? <laughs> right. Speaking of cost, look, I just did something here. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I went to the Bureau of Labor Statistics website. Mm. And I... Uh, I punched in the budget for this and I adjusted for inflation because the budget in 39 was $2.8 million, which for 39 sounds wow. crazy. And it is because yeah. it has the same buying power today as $61.5 million. Jeez. You guys have that big a budget and you can't figure out fucking what color makeup to wear without killing your goddamn star? <laughs> like, well, it's crazy because it's it's things that just didn't exist. You know, yeah. and in, and it's like, we have to, I'm not saying this is right by any means, but it's like, well, we're running the test on the actors that are going to eventually wear it. Is it first time for everything like we said at the top? I'm about to compliment James Cameron. Uh, he's an innovator. He changes the movie business all the time. He doesn't run clinical trials on humans. <laughs> insanity dude i think it was also the fact that they were filming for technicolor so a lot of the power for not just the people but the set pieces had to be adjusted and had to be tweaked and played with like the yellow brick road the first time they shot it and filmed it came out like a like a lime green on the mm-hmm. screen so they had to figure out how to adjust the coloring so it came out to a golden yellow judy's white shirt underneath is actually a pale pink that they then amped up in technicolor to make it a blinding white 
I mean, so do, do we think Technicolor just sucks? <laughs> but it looks so good. <laughs> it sounds think, like it kind of does. I, I don't think know. It's cool. I think it looks good, but I think again, it's just there's so many things that they weren't ready for yet. You know, like it, it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we know that white doesn't look white, so we got to use pink. You know what I mean? It's just, it's even down to all of the actors, no matter if you're a munchkin in, in the wee, 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 wee back, or if you're in, in Oz and you're in the back, your whole body has to be painted head to toe because your skin is going to look orange due to Technicolor. Yeah, so, because I've seen pictures, like, were they all painted, like, ghostly white? Is that uh, what it is, or were they painted a different shade? I think they were all painted, like, pretty pale, because they yeah. had to shift tones. Last one I have is the Tin Man, which I think, by far, is probably one of the worst ones. Oh, is, yeah. If you know anything about the Wizard of Oz lore, it is was originally Buddy Epson, who was there through, which, this is so fucked. He was there through all of the test shoots, right? You know, he's in and out of makeup, in and out of different costumes. And at the time, they're using actual aluminum powder straight onto the skin. So fucking crazy. <laughs> like, just straight aluminum thinking. And that's the thing, too. I'm like, you guys couldn't possibly think this was going to work out, right? Cocaine, Jack. <laughs> it's a hell of a drug. It's a hell of a drug. Test shoots aren't just something you pop in 30 minutes a day for. You know, he's getting painted for hours. He's in there for hours. Every day he's getting aluminum powder powdered onto his face and, I mean, whole body. And, or because of that, he reached like a near-death experience because his lungs were coated in aluminum. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that I've heard from another source, not exactly the book that I was reading, but... What they said, and you guys can fact check me or anyone listening can fact check me, but they, um, I believe MGM was like, how long is it going to take for him to get well? Because he needs to be back on set. I um, believe that shit. Are you he has me? chemical poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> so did he survive? Wait, did he survive? But he survived. Obviously, <laughs> they brought in Ray Bolger. And instead of learning their lesson, they said, okay, we still got to use the aluminum because we, we bought it and it's the color. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of powder, we're going to make it into a paste. That, e- uh, even better. Even, even better. And instead of going right on the skin, we're going to put pancake makeup first and then we'll put it on. Still just as toxic, but just like not as quite. And I, I mean, he survived to tell the tale, but it was still oh, aluminum crazy, on his man. skin. That's so crazy, dude. It's fucking nuts. They're gone! The ruby slippers! What have you done with them? Give them back to me or I'll... It's too late. There they are, and there they'll stay. Give me back my slippers. I'm the only one that knows how to use them. They're no use to you. Give them back to me. Give them back! Keep tight inside of them. Their magic must be very powerful, or she wouldn't want them so badly. You stay out of this, Glinda, or I'll fix you as well. Oh, rubbish. You have no power here. Be gone before somebody drops the house on you too. Very well. I'll bide my time. And as for you, my fine lady, it's true, I can't attend you here and now as I'd like. But just try to stay out of my way. Just try. 
I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. Speaking of controversy behind the movie, um, I don't know about you guys, but probably the first ever internet creepypasta email chain forward, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that I ever read was mm-hmm. about the Wizard of Oz. Did you guys ever see oh, that one? Oh, yes. Uh, there's a, a munchkin who hung himself, and you can see it in the yes. footage. And it's oh. a bird, right? I want to say. It's some, something not a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to Such say... a gullible little shit. Yeah, like E-Bomb's World, all of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's like one of the the birds from the Tin Man scene, because there's like a mm-hmm. peacock walking around. Yeah. And Probably. it just like got loose on set and they're like, well, we already filmed it. Right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Saying all this and how like incredibly fucked it was, it's just like one of those things where it's like still magic at the end of the day. And it that, makes me feel weird saying that, but it is. That's, the, I guess that's what I grapple with too, not to, I don't want this to turn into a debate of morality or, you know, any sort of high horse shit. But I think especially now that all of these things are well known. It's on the internet. You don't have to go buy books to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I think the legacy of Wizard Oz for generations moving forward is going to be very different because yeah. like me, I saw it, I guess, but I never really watched it again as a grown up until I learned about all that shit. Mm-hmm. So it was a much different watch. You know, mm-hmm. when you grow up watching it and you watch it on every family road trip and it's like ingrained and you see it every year, whatever, whatever. It's a lot different to hear it after the fact. But once you read, if you find out about all that shit first yeah. and then watch it, it's a different experience. You're, you, like me, are a lot more prone to nitpick and look for the negatives when you know about all the shit that went down. And I think that's a lot to be said about movies in mm-hmm. old Hollywood. You know what yeah. I mean? There's, I mean, all of Marilyn Monroe's career mm-hmm. treated like shit. You know, all of Judy Garland's career treated like There's so many stories like that but that at the end of the day you're like ah but i love some like it hot you know i love this movie (laughs) right but i think it is the fact of like well of course when we were watching it the internet wasn't around you know and nobody was writing these books to spill out all the negative things you know we're just watching it for what it is i also think here comes glenda (laughs) <laughs> i saw a bubble floating floating in the distance you know hindsight is 2020 and we're in a very different you know generation now but i i feel like a lot of times the collective of of social media or internet commentary is to watch is to support and i i think there's a huge chasm of removal from seeing the wizard of oz now and all the things that happened during shooting it, because they're not currently shooting the Wizard of Oz. You know, you're not right. supporting yeah. ongoing abuse of mm-hmm. of Judy or Margaret. These are things that happened, and you know we're currently in the midst of two, possibly three strikes. So, so there is like a a, a lesson, hopefully learned, but also I I think you can you can acknowledge and and still you know, rewatch and enjoy without this. I feel, I feel like the internet needs to be like guilt. Like it needs to be this heavy weight of guilt. Mm -hmm. If if you, if you watch Rosemary's baby or the wizard of Oz or anything that, you know, where these horrible, awful things happened or these horrible, awful people made them. And 
like we can we can throw a little nuance in there yeah and i think it too it comes down to real real gut buster of 150th episode by the way um i think it comes down to (laughs) i think it comes down to too like you know i i guess i don't know i guess this is more of a question but is judy garland still proud of the wizard of oz like is is she ever on record of being like i hated this don't watch it you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. ultimately these a lot especially in old hollywood where there was no choice but to suffer through this shit yeah like you had no choice so you put the work in and you still made a piece of magic so it's like yeah you could still support it and support the people who deserve the support i think too because of judy's life and the trajectory of her career post wizard of oz especially later in her life i mean one of the last performances she ever did live she sang somewhere over the rainbow that song is and will forever be hers and for me when I'm watching it you know Josh and I were literally in the middle of eating dinner you know she starts with behind the moon beyond the rain Mm. and I I put my bowl down and I just like you have to watch her because for me that song is Judy that song is hope and heartbreak and devastation and love and dreams and everything that a 16-year-old girl is experiencing as she's filming what she doesn't know will become one of the most iconic movies of all time. Yeah. While she's going through all of this horrible abuse, drug addiction and, you know, everything else that she went through, like I think you can pay homage, like Rashawn said, like there's there's nuance to it. You can pay homage to what she went through and still watch her on screen and be like, but God, she was magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were talking about remakes, right? We've mm. talked about it before. I feel like this is an untouchable. I'll talk about what, La- what Lacey kind of mentioned we were talking about in person is that like, I feel like it's pretty untouchable. Like there's, you know, especially old Hollywood has a lot of those. Like you're never going to, I don't think you're ever going to see Wizard of Oz. You're never going to see a Casablanca. Mm. You're never going to see a Singing in the Rain. You're mm-hmm. never going to see, you know what I mean? But you'll see offshoots of it. Like, <laughs> like I, would, I would never say never. I would That's never true. say never. They Come remade, on. I hope. Ben, they I remade hope. Ben-Hur. Like they'll remake him. That's true. Well, I think what saves Wizard of Oz is because of how how rife it is with surrounding stories like you have um the franco one oz the great and powerful wicked obviously has has its own life a life of its own mm-hmm. the whiz even like so i think wizard of oz proper i think at least for now has been saved by all these sort of like uh, adjacent stories that can be told from it but yeah also secretly i think for sean you're right too i don't think any movie is safe especially especially in uh 16 years once we hit 2039 yeah yeah i don't know i don't know it's quick recast who you casting as dorothy oh my god i've i've thought about this and i it that's the one that i probably would have the most trouble with oh yeah you could you know what who who are you replacing judy garland like it's little if we're going with what what did you say 13 years from now 16 years from now Right. It's little Alicia from Matilda. Hell yeah. Aww. <laughs> Done. There yeah, she's, she would be about the age. Um, I have a question. All of these folks show up in Oz that were in Kansas. Are her aunt and uncle in Oz ever? 
Why not? I don't get... Why not? These three random dudes that she meets at the fucking coop are the biggest parts of her life. Those are her friends. (laughs) This dude, this dude she met on the side of the road in a little jalopy. He's the main character. She has to have a tether to get home. That's Toto. No, Toto is with her. No, he's in the world. Is that, so do you think Toto got knocked out too and he's with, like they are co-dreaming or do you think she also imagined Toto? Because that's the thing too. co-dreaming. No, I, should, I hope so, because no imagination. Everyone else is different except Toto. That's, make him talk or something, you know? They wanted that originally, and I don't know. I'm Hell so yeah. glad they didn't. Give also, they, they thought about him being a human also. <gasps> Isn't that fucking weird? That would have been awful. <laughs> um, I, uh, follow-up question about humans. This is more for Mel and Rashawn, because I know Lacey's answer. You don't know me. Yeah, you told me your answer. Mm. Um, Lacey said that at some point in their life, adolescent girls, and I, uh, I will okay. to homosexual adolescent gentlemen, are in love with the scarecrow. Mm. Is fine. that accurate? You go first, my Glenda. Um, wow. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, let me pivot. Let me pivot. No, answer the question. <laughs> answer the question. I'm gonna answer. First. I'm gonna answer the question for the culture because my answer would be Michael Jackson and the Wiz, mm, and my answer would, okay. be, would be yes. The Wiz is like we behind the curtain. We almost did like a Wizard of Oz versus Wiz. I would have lost. I don't care. But oh. um, no, I love the Wiz. But that scarecrow to me, like he's he's so handsome. He can fucking sing and dance. It's, a, it's and, Michael Jackson. Like, and damn, the music is better. <laughs> and oh, um, yeah, no shit, Sean. <laughs> Not the hot take that the Wiz's music is better than the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah, no Some people shit. wouldn't agree. Some know. people could catch his fucking hands, dude. <laughs> it bodies, it bodies. So yes, I guess to if we're just talking the Wizard of Oz, uh. No. No. Um. Uh. Definitely. Definitely. Um, definitely yes. Definitely yes. Thank it, you, Carmela. It would. I would like not even say that crush has like fully gone. gone. Lacey, your first crush was Jack Skellington. I can't trust anything you say. Jack Skellington. No bones, the no beast, brains. The scarecrow. Simba. You need one. You need at least one bone. Look at one, the men I date now. Well, no, there's no, no bone. brains. <laughs> One bone, no brain. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I think because, um, I don't even know. I think because it's, it's Dorothy's first friend. And at the end, when she said, I, when she says, I'll miss you most of all, you're like, oh, like there's like a little romance there. Like a little friendly romance. I don't romance. like that. No. no. There no. is. There is. There is. They wanted a kiss. I will, I, I can read it as and they didn't a. Do it. A schoolgirl crush, but I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, romance is a bit far. I'm com- uncomfortable calling it a romance. I'm just saying what they wanted originally was a full-blown romance, and mm-hmm. I don't think he would have been a man if it was. I also don't know because it's the 1930s, and maybe yeah, it would have been a man. It would have been a man. It would have. They would have made him older. They would have got an older actor. <laughs> but that's essentially what they wanted, and then 
I, I don't know why they just were like, no, let's not do that. But I'm saying, speaking of from my personal opinion, maybe that's why I'm like, oh, little crush, little. And he's got her. He's like, I don't even care if I burn up. I got you. Come on. We don't want a man like that. I think that's what it. I think it's like he's like, well, I'll, she's alone in this new world. And he's like, well, I'll go with you. I'll take yeah. care of you. I'll protect you. Yes, please. <laughs> Put your hands down. <laughs> so, Rashawn, we were talk- talking about how we almost did The Wiz versus The mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I've seen The Wiz, mm-hmm. but I obviously love The Wizard of Oz more. Mm-hmm. Is it the music? Is it the culture? Why do you stand that over Wizard of Oz? I mean, this is like a plus a minus like it's not a huge huge gap but um i guess when i said in the beginning like the wizard of oz is is beautiful in its simplicity there's a little more complexity in the whiz the music just no contest i'm sorry (laughs) if you take if you take away if you take away over the rainbow it like no yeah it's you know, because I feel like Over the Rainbow transcends The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once you get into Oz, it's it's a clean sweep. Like <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> dude. It's cr- and I you sh- could and you could just put you can't win up against every other song, and it would you wouldn't even need to get to the uh, the, the Tin Man or the Lion song. It's just a cl- <laughs> clean sweep. Yeah, but they're the fun. They are fun. They're and, fun and, and they're, they're cute, cute. and. They're super sweet, and I love that the melody just repeats with inserting a brain, a heart. A are you, wait, the noise. <laughs> the noise. Wait, are you guys saying that the Wizard of Oz songs are fun? Yeah. 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 Oh. Josh, oh. he hates them. He he called it a rotary phone at the beginning. <laughs> no, I called that about I called that about the journey. It's just like. And the songs, no. like it's the same song. Well, yeah, but the part about I thought of the journey as a circle, whatever. I mean, same thing. Yeah, they're both boring. Uh, Shit. Well, I, just to say before we get into it, just to say that as much as I love the Wiz, it exists as a riff on a very timeless classic. So you can't have one without the other. Sure. However, just one of them songs. No, Wait, no bad news. No bad news. Fuck yeah. off. Like <laughs> I was thinking that for like three days. Yeah. Home? Diana Ross snatched every you don't need the makeup because she'll snatch her right off. <laughs> Without a washcloth either. She'll just bare hand clear. Neutra Neutrogena. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. So yeah, songs are where I kind of check out. And it's an interesting thing because I think all three of them perform them very well and very charming and very charismatically um i didn't remember liking the tin man's performance as much as i did the first time i watched it and i watched this and i was like this is good he's he's doing it but the song itself I, that, that might as well be a lullaby is it his voice is it oh, the no, li- no the the, just the melody of the song and then it repeats it's just like oh my fucking god Can we i get would say it? it would be like the Scarecrow, Lion, and then Tin Man. That's no, I, I'm yeah, saying I, I liked him more than line. I remember this time. No, I'm saying this time I liked him more than I remembered oh. liking him. 
Yeah, but he's Lion the best. Ha- Lion has two kind ish. He also has King of the Forest, mm-hmm. which is very good. Yeah. Yeah, Lion feels like they gave him a little. They knew. I mean, they had him sweating for twenty four hours a day. They need. Ooh. He needed another song. Can <laughs> I also insert? He was wearing real lion skin. Huh. The yeah. costume was real lion skin. What's the point of that? Authenticity, Why? baby. What? It doesn't look like lion skin. It doesn't. It's, giving, it, it's giving DDL. It's giving it, method. It's giving it, spirit Halloween. It's uh. It's not that bad. It is. He said that it smelled like it was actually Ugh. from a, a taxidermist. Yeah, and the, the shit they used to taxidermy reeks. And it was from a, a circus lion. So they were like, "Fuck it, y'all are doing a little lion movie. Let's let's use this." Which is so nasty because it's it's not like we're we're looking for real lion fur when we're no. watching The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, there's a bunch of just regular dudes playing flying monkeys <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> what? Yeah, just real nasty shit. I, I mean, uh, to okay. that no- point again, like it's it's that is an iconic look. It's nuts how much it's still looks good but it just is so specific to this movie like it's not like they took this makeup and then next year we had something else and you're like well that's just like the staple of jack dawn and other movies like no this makeup style and everything is so specific to you know what makes this movie kind of bulletproof in terms of style and like makeup and and munchkins and everything is that like in the end you find out it's essentially a 16 year old's dream Anything, any critique that you may have, like the line was a little goofy or the Munchkin's costumes were kind of crazy. You can't, it's just like, well, it's a 16. It, it, and I'm not saying they did this to like defend themselves, but yeah. in terms of like, it, it it automatically makes any stylistic choice make sense. Yeah. But it's, it's all cohesive. Yeah. Not, not to take shots at any movies we've run, but like. Go ahead. That. When it's like, oh, this is a dream world, or this is like, what movies are just like yours? And there are multiple <laughs> dreams in that movie. It's not one person's dream world. Are we talking Inception? What fucking movie, Rashawn? Coraline. Oh shit! Oh, so oh, much. Oh. I hate you oh. so much. Not Don't the- push me. <laughs> Don't push me. I thought it was Inception. <laughs> yeah, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> but. It's it all is a co it all works together in 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 conversation with each other, even if it is you know, I, I never felt like it's just a dream is a twist. Whereas right in not in any movies we've done on the show, but in a movie where it's like, this was all just a dream as the end being like reveal. Yeah. It could feel cheap, but mm-hmm. I feel like you know in, right off the bat, like she's as she's soon as she opens the door. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah they make it her dream. Yeah, with the tornado, they make it very clear that like some this is not so like that's that too. It's just like okay, you kind of go into it like yeah, okay, this is a sixteen year old's dream, mm-hmm. right? Here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real quick, Which, real like, quick, okay. we had um a, dis- a, a quick discussion last night. 
So Homer, friend of the pod, friend in real life. He also loves Wizard of Oz. Just as friend much. of the pod, not a friend in real life. Don't know him. <laughs> Never will fuck with him again. Um, he loves Wizard of Oz just as much as me. And we were talking about it being like a ride, you know, like at Disneyland where you have the storybook ride. And I'm like, huh, yes. Mm. But which I think we can easily see how the ride would be. But what would be our little like boat? Like what would we oh, be would riding ride? in? So mm. don't say don't say any answers. I won't don't say any answers. answers. I want you guys to think of it as well. Probably the bo- Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> That's a cut. Okay. That was for you and Mel. Enjoy. That is cut. I'm all I'm in the <laughs> I'm in the <laughs> Josh is like too too behind me. Get it out, chuckles. <laughs> I mean, this one's a <laughs> And that's a good. Teacher, Josh and Mella are laughing again. <laughs> They'll be dealt with at, at the moment. Okay. Okay, real talk. So, my gut instinct, my second gut instinct, is a slipper. But... <laughs> no, you didn't say that. You didn't say that at first. You did not say but that I, at first. That was one of my two. Hold, hold on, Lacey. Glinda's bubble. That's fucking adorable. <laughs> That's just great. the whole thing, like Jurassic World. Oh, well, sick. it would be like open, so you could see, but it'd be like you know, like a little cloud and sparkles and like okay, it's like lights. Yeah. Okay, that's cooler. I thought you meant something like on a fucking like we're gyro just... that you're just like. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I kind of like that though. <laughs> okay, Rashawn. Uh, whatever. She just wants to be get to get roses. No, so I don't. Weird. I'm just. I, I'm not. I'm I said a broom. Stick. That was. Like... I was like a broom. Well, no, because it's Dorothy. So no. But you would be flying through the world on a. That's broom. true. I just said, I guess so. In my ride, I had pictures that were on like a fucking conveyor belt, like haunted mansion, or mm-hmm. so I'm so like. So it's just how... a seat. It's just a seat. So I'm like, how are we logistically sitting on a broomstick with like three friends? Um, <laughs> no. straight vertical, you know. <laughs> Joshua, this is the Oz lube. Enjoy. <laughs> Please, before you come. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening 150 episodes where are we we had a really intellectual civil conversation for too long it really bothered me that the aunt and uncle weren't in who, Oz. who did you want them to be you wanted them to show make up, up a, i didn't write it make up a character Oz? yeah well i mean in in the book the scarecrow tin man and the, they don't exist in kansas She's just like on the farm with her aunt and uncle, and that would, that makes a little more sense. It, so that was like a movie choice for sure. It, it's just it's it, it not even that the three farmhands because yeah they do a good job of establishing that like they're buddies. It's that this fucking fortune teller shows up that she's known for five minutes, but her aunt and uncle don't. I think it's also a little. L. Frank Baum was writing the book when his wife was pregnant, and. Um, as it was in its finishing stages, they had a daughter 
uh, named Dorothy Gage or Dorothy Gage. That'd be Sorry. great. Oh, I was like, damn. Dorothy Gage. And she passed away at five months old mm. and his wife was very sad and depressed about it. So he changed the main character's name in the Wizard of Oz to Dorothy and changed Gage to Gale as like a, uh, a coping love letter to his wife of like, she's not, she's gone, but she's not like she's, she's in Oz. Oz. Yeah. So that yeah. could be like why the parents aren't there. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I needed to see. I think for when I was a kid, I thought Glinda was Auntie M. I can't tell you why. Mm-hmm. I just like, no, that makes sense. Wanted to connect them all. Let's talk about how shady Glinda is. <laughs> Let's talk yeah, about it. Like a queen. A queen. <laughs> I didn't realize I, up until watching this, I was like, oh, she's like the de facto good guy. Like she's. Superman. Like, there's nothing. She's perfect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's a little she's, saucy minx. Yeah. She I love is. it. I love it. The clearance. <laughs> are you a good witch or a bad witch? Ten minutes later, oh, honey, only the bad witches are ugly. Huh? <laughs> she said, you decide. <laughs> like, are you but ugly or what? <laughs> what do you think you are? Best, best line in the whole goddamn movie. Rubbish. You have no power here. Be gone. Be gone. <laughs> She's benevolent and she just cannot be bothered. She's got shit to do. What? What does she have to do? We don't know. Go <laughs> watch we Wicked. Don't need to know. <laughs> go watch Wicked. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, she she's got to be gone so Dorothy can learn her little lesson. She knows that. It's giving it's giving Star Wars where it's like I had the shoes on an hour and a half ago. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you fucking tell me? You had to learn about that on your own. This this long? I said within 10 minutes I wanted to go home. Multiple times she almost died. But then she would have flown home and still still been in the twister. You don't know how long. She just let the twister pass. Actually, no. Twisters roll through like that in a matter of seconds. You should know that. I do know that. Oh, this is what I was telling Rashawn is. I was, I had like an insane fear of tornadoes, obviously growing up in Kansas. It would start raining and I was like, to the cellar we go. But I, any house that I lived in never had a cellar, never had a basement. Huh? Yeah. I don't know how. I Mama didn't... wasn't checking for those. And Did I grew up in Minnesota and we had two basements. We had like a double lower floor. It's like floor. every friend I had, they're like, yeah, come over to the basement. I never had a basement. Um... And I think this movie, especially when, you know, like this, you see the storm or the twister and she runs to the cellar and everyone's in there and she can't get the door to open and they can't let her in. I'm like, this is where it fucking started. (laughs) Even if I I had a fucking cellar, I couldn't get in. Fuck this. For sure. And like that's to the non-tornado having people out there. That's a real thing. There's a once tornadoes get close enough, depending on which direction the wind's going, there it could be a very real possibility that their parents heard her and could not open the cellar right. door because yeah, that of the shit suction. Was just suctions close, or they saw they, an opportunity and, <laughs> and they oh, Rashawn took that shit. That no, that's what I thought. They were too quick to enter that cellar, dude. They're like, she's not my real daughter. She's only my niece. 
Did did they did I did I miss it or did they ever mention her parents? Mm-mm. So they definitely died in a tornado too. Then yeah, or maybe plague. Plague. The the Kansian plague. <laughs> I take it. I don't think it takes place in 1939. So they had the consumption. She was con- very afraid of the pigs when she fell into the pig pen. Maybe they were eaten by pigs. Maybe. That's... I carried that with me for a while. Where's the prequel to that, dude? I don't need it. that. I don't need that. A whole movie, you don't know who these two farmers are. They're going through the Great Depression. They're going through the Roaring Twenties. You don't know who they are. And then at the very end, they have their lovely daughter, Dorothy, and they go out to do the chores, and they both get eaten by pigs. Cut the black. What is wrong with you? This is the Wizard of Oz. What are you doing? How do you think of this off the dome? Anything else before Rashawn takes it away? Let me scroll through this shit real quick. I have two fun tidbits of background. Well, one is fun. One is horrible. Can I I say my negative first? Desserts or veggies? Oh, shit. Go ahead, Josh. (laughs) I, I wasn't crazy about how immediately redeemed the wizard got. Oh, because he was like all fake. And then he was just like the nicest guy in the world. I don't know. I feel like that was a show. I feel like the wrong way. That was another con. He wasn't actually giving him a brain. He wasn't actually giving him a heart. It was a band-aid. Smooth talker. Yeah. But how does he know about the Slivors? What? Doesn't he? Oh, no. The Glenda tells him. Yeah. She she pulls up again. I was like, how does he know about the slippers? He doesn't even know if he's going back to Kansas. That's why he's like, oh, I can't stop it. Bye. And leaves without Omaha. So he's just hoping they (laughs) they hover over. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Um, Still, I don't know. Maybe it's just good acting from Frank Morgan then. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, it seems like the movie is like telling that he's actually a good guy. But I I see what you're saying, Lacey, who was conning them. He's lying to them and telling them things for free. That will get them out of his. I am Oz, the great and powerful. Who are you? Who are you? If you please, I am Dorothy, the small and meek. We've come to ask you. Oh, oh, Jim Cricket. The great and powerful Oz knows why you have come. Step forward, Tin Man. You dare to come to me for a heart, do you? Okay, do you... The fun thing or the horrible thing? Let's let's have our veggies first this time. So the horrible thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So Margaret Hamilton, all of the things about the copper makeup, like you were saying, Carmela. Mm-hmm. In the scene, in that first scene in the town square of Munchkinland, um, when she does her iconic, I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog do. <laughs> and she goes down into the ground into that burst of flames. It was the tiniest little mark that Margaret Hamilton had to land on. And they were in a rush filming. They had to wrap the scene for the day. 
the first time she did it, it didn't quite work. I don't remember exactly what happened, but it didn't quite work. And they were like, we need to do it again. We need to do do it again. So they did it again. The shot you see in the film is the shot that this happened. She fell through the trap door and she caught on fire. And she received third degree burns on her hands, her arms, and her face. As they put the fire out on her, they had to scrape the makeup off of her burns because if the copper got into her blood, she would have had blood poisoning and died. Horrible. I want to say it was alcohol they had to remove it yes. with, too. Yeah. Yeah. On yeah. fresh friends. We went to the, all four us went to the Academy Museum, and there was a fantastic Wizard of Oz <sighs> exhibit, and so that was one of, the, one of the excerpts with a great um, fo- photograph of Margaret Hamilton. Mm. Now for something nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite shots in the whole movie is when Dorothy lands in Kansas and we go from the sepia tone to the door opening and Dorothy going out into the Technicolor world. My favorite little factoid about the movie is that it was two different like set pieces. So the inside of the house was all painted browns and sepia tones. And the Dorothy that you see going and opening the door is Judy Garland's body double opening the door. She steps out of frame with all of the Technicolor. And then Judy in her blue dress comes in and steps out into the Technicolor world. Um, Like that's genuine movie. Yeah. It's so cool. And every time I watch it, I'm like, ah. (laughs) It's it's Lacey's um, Aragorn kicking the helmet. Anytime it's Aragorn true. kicks the helmet, I have to lean over and be like, did you know that um, <laughs> he actually broke his toe during that scene and, and that scream is real? That's the take they use. <laughs> Anytime Dorothy walks into Oz. Like, did you know? <laughs> One thing I just want to say, it's not a huge fact, but I just think the choice to go from um, silver to red slippers is like one simple choice that has now become iconic Mm -hmm. i think they only did it i think they only did it to contrast with the yellow brick road but in in the wizard of oz and in wicked they're both silver slippers and like you just make one choice and you change film forever like it's crazy there's a wizard of oz reference in the series finale of ted lasso that just aired too he's because he's from kansas and in the very end he jason today because does his little running man dance you know and the final game he's after the final match he's doing it with the team and he's wearing like all red sneakers and in his running man he he taps his his oh that's cute well if there's nothing else (laughs) we switch things up today Rashawn, take it away baby who wants to play a game oh no i don't like how you said that all right everyone gird your loins it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile guessing game come on boy boy play with me first of all i need to make sure everyone no keyboards it's very important second i need round robin starting with josh then lacy then mel I need you to choose numbers between 1 and 150. Josh. 42, baby. 9. Lacey. Mella. 14. Josh. 2. <laughs> Lacey. 99. I know what you're 
doing. I know. Mella? Five. Uh, Josh? Stop counting. 48. Lacey? 45. Uh, Mella? 90. Shoot one in the dark. Uh, um, uh, 88. Lacey? 72. Mella? One. Josh? 101. Lacey? 54. And Mella? 15. This game is called Journey to the Past. Come on, vocals. Come on, Anastasia. Here's how it works. Each round, you are going to answer a question or perform a duty in relation to one of the characters of The Wizard of Oz. The numbers that you picked, as you probably guessed correlate to an episode of when cinephiles attack what of course yeah so uh i will give you what the task is for this certain character and then after everyone is done you will get uh points based on first place second place or third so you can get five points three points or one point person with the most points at the end wins 150 the 150th game oh my god hmm so the first category is brain. This one is uh, going to take a few cinematic brains. Oh. And Josh, your episode is Godzilla versus Kong. Let's fucking <laughs> go, brother. Let's go. And what number is this? 42. 42. 42. That's my shit. Lacey, your episode is The Avengers. Oh. <laughs> And Mella, your episode is Paranormal Activity. What the hell? They're all Josh movies. This is how I win, dog. (laughs) So your task for this round is to name as many people involved in front of and behind the camera as possible in 30 seconds. No. Oh, no. (laughs) Paranormal Activity? Can we give? The person who names the most. (laughs) First place, second place, third place. Ready? Okay. Josh. You are up, and your time starts now. Millie Bobby Brown. Uh-huh. Um, look, I just needed one so Mella doesn't get second. But is seconds. Kyle Chandler in it? In that one, yes, he is. Yeah, I thought so. Um, who plays Millie's? It's not Rebecca Ferguson. Is it? No, it's not. Um, is it um, not Rebecca Ferguson? wish um oh king kong <laughs> look at the timing i've never had better timing dude i've never had better You're timing <laughs> josh is in the lead with the two lacy <laughs> just give it to you with the avengers you have 30 seconds and you starts now kevin feige Chris Evans, Samuel L. Jackson, Chris Hemsworth, Scarlett Johansson, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Thank you. And what's her name? How I Met Your Mother? Colby Smulders, but you don't get that because I gave it to you. Colby Smulders. Um, That's the, the shawarma hmm, place. John- hmm. mm-hmm. Ashley Johnson. Okay. Yeah, uh, I hope she's okay. Seven? Mella. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. 
<laughs> Your movie is Paranormal Activity. You have 30 seconds. Uh, so we got Katie. Yeah. Can I at least get a last name? Katie Diaz-Waller. <laughs> um, we got um the ghosts that are acting up, mm-hmm. named, name Ghost One, Ghost Two, and then oh. there's Casper. <laughs> Bitch, I don't know anyone. Does, <laughs> does anyone know anyone? No, I do. I did not. Besides I mean, Katie, I, mean, I, I know four people, but that's okay. Katie Featherston, Micah. Sloat, Oren Pelly, and Jason Blum. Jason Blum. And Steven Spielberg, also. That's right, he's a producer. Uh, he was. I didn't know that. Uh, I forgot, anyway. Mela, you are in third place. Lacey, congratulations, you won the brains. Woo! Josh, oh, you're in the middle. Why? I got lucky. Next category please, is please, the heart. Please be close. Please be close. <laughs> you, Josh... Uh, since you figured out what was happening, are tossed with the Dark Knight. This is pretty fitting. Uh, Mela, you are tasked with Bring It On. Oh, and Lacey, your movie is My Girl. Oh. Okay, th- we got a contest. Here we go. For this, <laughs> for this round, you have thirty seconds to deliver an impassioned speech to defend your movie. The only downside is that I am the decider. Well, ha! Signing off from the hundred and fiftieth episode. Uh, we're gonna go backwards. So, Mella, you are first. Okay. Your movie is Bring It On. Thirty seconds. Defend your movie. Bring It On is not only fucking funny and quotable, and it spans generations. It is also about race relations. I'm just saying between white and black and they put it in a an, a nice little neat bow of cheerleading competition and it has Kirsten Dunst so period that's my time it beautifully said thank you so much Lacey your movie is my girl you're up your 30 seconds starts now my girl has two of the most talented child actors that have ever walked the face of the earth in Anna Chlumsky and Macaulay Culkin. It has an incredible leading actress, leading supporting actress in Jamie Lee Curtis. It is a quintessential 80s, 90s coming of age story. It is a simple story that is told really beautifully with lots of laughs, lots of tears. And it even to this day, it can reach down inside and really touch you. Josh, Sweet. The no. Dark Knight. 30 seconds. Starts now. You know the Dark Knight's legacy on superhero movies. You know Heath Ledger's performance. I'm going to tell you specifically about the fa- my favorite time ever watching this movie. Uh, it was July 20th, 2012. I, I went to an apartment and I watched it uh, right before I went and saw The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, if you remember... I watched it with my good friend Rashawn, and that was the first time I ever met Copper the dog, and it will stick with me for the rest of my life. This is boy, ah, I don't like this bullshit. Real quick, since we didn't do quotes, I'm gonna do one anyway. Do you have any idea who you're messing with? You and your friends are dead. <laughs> oh my god.
William Fincher, ladies and gentlemen, in the, in the I was, studio. I was too excited to do it while I was doing it, so I couldn't do an accent. Where's your shotgun? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Because you play that well. Josh gets first place. What? Yeah, Rashawn said he was the one deciding. That did. And that is a that is a core memory that I do have of with Josh and Sam. Uh Lacey, I will give you second place. Thank because you. Mella, I think you fumbled the bag on that one. <laughs> you had a layup. Whatever. Downside to that, Josh, because you are Josh and you are catching on and cheating, I need cheating. you to choose another number for the next round. Which one did I say? I don't remember. You went for Happy Gilmore. I did do the math. Okay. Yes, you did. Uh, how was that cheating? That's learning. Another number. Within uh, uh, one twenty-two. Josh, your movie is The Bodyguard. <laughs> Lacey, your movie is Now and Then. Fuck yes! Are you kidding me? And Mella, your movie is The Nutty Professor. All right. What was Lacey's nightmare? Now and uh, then. Now and then. Oh, now and then. This round is called Courage. So, in your best cowardly lion, I need you to deliver one of your movie's iconic quotes. And you made me I know. get rid of Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I know. Uh, Lacey, we're going to start with you. What? No. I'm not ready yet. Oh, too bad. No. Everyone else has gone first. You're up, kid. Mm. <laughs> I'm freezing. There's too many. Okay. It's pudding. You know, jello is a little too soft and water is just a little too liquidy. Pudding. It's nice and firm. Is that your best cowardly line? <laughs> oh, you want it like in a voice? It's too think, late now. Well, I certainly don't mean put on lion skin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go back, in go your, back, go back. In your best cowardly lion. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm doing a different quote. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, that, do that long ass quote. <laughs> hey, warmers, eat dirt. <laughs> Josh. I hate this. I hate you. I quit the podcast. <laughs> What a way to go out. I got it. I got it. <clears throat> What's wrong with milk? I like milk. What? What was your movie? What was your movie? Does the it, bodyguard? Doesn't she give him shit about drinking milk? Or is that just... Orange like, juice! You talked about it for 30 minutes! <laughs> oh, orange juice. That's right. No, you know what? I, I stick to my quote. Josh is in last place. <laughs> Go, Mella. You're fighting for first. Oh, you wanted me to do the song. Is that what you wanted me to do, Rashawn? Hikey. Hikey. I'm about bit. to go do the David Fickner line as the cowardly line. Uh, okay, do that. Do that. No. See what he- <laughs> no, because I realized doing the, my impression that I was just doing Rodney Dangerfield, so I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Great, Rodney Mella, it's up to you. Um, Your movie is The Nutty Professor. <laughs> Hercules! Hercules! <laughs> There's our first place finish, guys. I have never panicked so much. I can't remember a single quote from now and then right now. 
that's the first one one. I thought of. For the next round, Josh, your movie is... Huh. You'll have a plethora. Uh, Your episode is Julia Roberts versus Sandra Bullock. Oh, damn. Perfect. Wow. Uh, Lacey, your movie is The Nightmare Before Christmas. You are lucking out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Are you kidding? And Mella, your movie is Titanic. Okay. Uh, This round is called Green with Envy. In honor of the Wicked Witch, recast your movie's villain. Ooh. Mm. Now, Um, with an actor or with another entity? Floor is yours. Oh. Uh, Josh, you're up. I'm going to recast the villain for... Um, what's that one we did on the pod? My Best Friend's Wedding. No. Yeah, My Best Friend's Wedding, right? Yeah. I'm going to recast My Best Friend's Wedding. And to me, the villain of that movie is Julia Roberts. Yep, I know. She's also the protagonist. She gets in her own way. She is her own villain, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to recast it. With Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Joshua! <laughs> Fucking cop out. Uh, maybe you'll see her as the villain this time. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Lacey. Okay, so I'm going to... Because the argument that we had in Nightmare Before Christmas was that Jack was technically the villain in this. Mm-hmm. So... I want to make him the hero that I see him as. So I'm going to add another villain into this story. And I'm going to bring Krampus into the Nightmare Before Christmas. Whoa. And at first, Krampus and Jack are going to work together because they want to take over Christmas. But Krampus gets a little too into it, a little too excited. He gets a little too evil. So Jack then has to team up with our favorite character from Nightmare Before Christmas, Mr. Oogie Boogie. And that team has to overtake Krampus to save Christmas. Who's who's voicing Krampus? Ooh. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't, mm. don't want to say. Sandra the first Bullock. person that came to my head was Will Arnett. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Done. Leave it. <laughs> Love Leave it, it dude. <laughs> Bella? Um, so I have Titanic. Yes. And the villain is Cal. Easily. Whether the villain's Josh, the iceberg. The villain the is villain's awesome. the iceberg. It is. So, but for this, I'm going to say it's Cal because he really is. Um, and I'm going to use the actor in The Mummy that looks like him. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> Um, Emotep, yeah. As Emotep. I am fucking blanking on who I want to use. No, I know who I want to use, but I can't think of his name. Um, Not the guy from The Mummy. I would use Army Hammer. And obviously... Talk about a fucking villain. In the 90s, he's not of age, but I feel like he can play that old money, slimy type of guy. He sure can play it. He sure can. (laughs) Oh, kind of in his uh, his wheelhouse there. I think I'm gonna give first place to Josh. Your last. That was horrible. <laughs> you would. It'd be interesting. It would. It would. But you didn't dig. You didn't dig anywhere. You know what I mean. Fine. Uh, I'm gonna give <laughs> first place to Mella. Oh. 
thanks. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it was it was it was tight, but I also liked Lacey's a lot. Lacey's was pretty good. But the Ar- Army Hammer was that was that was inspired. That was inspired. Okay. I'm sorry, Lacey. I know you hate me. He just did. didn't want Nightmare Before Christmas to get a win. <laughs> um last round. Uh Josh, can you repick for me? Ninety-seven. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and then Mella, pick one more time for me. Thirty-three. Come on, specialty episodes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Cool. Um, this last one is home, so I need you to tell me in a few words why you love the cinephile that hosted this particular episode. Aww. Uh Josh. Your episode is The Help, hosted by Mel. Lacey, your episode is Independence Day, hosted by Josh. And Mella, your episode is Moulin Rouge, hosted by Lacey. You told us to repick answers so none of them were hosted by you, didn't you? Boom, baby. <laughs> uh, Mella, you're up first. <laughs> this is Moulin Rouge, Lacey. Yes. I love this host because we have extremely different um, choices (laughs) of movies. But when we do come together, I feel like we um, are like eye to eye. Like every time we talk about something that we love, it's always for the same reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's always like an emotional connection over the same type of movie. And because I love her. I love you too. (laughs) Lacey, you're up. Your episode is Independence Day, hosted by Josh. Listen, I love you because you're my best friend and my husband. I love you unconditionally, even though on this mic, you are a little scamp. And you just... (laughs) It's my baseline. You love to push buttons, but you're really good at getting conversations moving. You're really good at leading conversations and you're really good at pushing all the little buttons to mm. make us all angry and make us all laugh you're really good at what you do and i love you a lot not doesn't mean i'm not gonna push your buttons any less babe. i know and <laughs> begrudgingly that's why i love you <laughs> last but not least josh your episode is the help hosted by mel i love this host because uh, i grew up very with the same like four friends my whole life they're still my friends and we have a very specific sense of humor it's a, it's it's hard to replicate <laughs> and not until i met this host here did i know anybody that could come close to replicating that sense of humor <laughs> and i can't get enough of it congrats bitch you're one of the boys <laughs> yeah <laughs> Grew a little hair on my chest. <laughs> hey, 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 yo. <laughs> it was already there. <laughs> so I've been shaving. <laughs> um, Wait, Rashad. Five points. Nope. Rashad, five what? points. No, I have a question. What uh-huh. What episode was Bride of Chucky? That was like three, four, or five, right? Uh, Bride of Chucky was seven. Seven. Okay, I was close. So, Rashawn, I love this and, host um, because... <laughs> I'll delete it. I'll delete the whole thing. We, no, you won't. We would not be on this mic 
if it were not for you, your tenacity, Mm -hmm. your creativity, your dedication to making this podcast possible, the three of us show up and have a good time. Roshan is the creative mind behind When Cinephiles Attack, behind all the audio clips that you hear. He is the reason that we continue to get on the mic together. He organizes every recording session. He's got his little spread to make sure we all know where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be watching. He handles social media along with Mela. (laughs) He is literally the heart of this show. And I love you so much because you are an intellectual movie watcher you watch a movie from every aspect as an artist, and I hate you for it sometimes, and I really love you for it all of the time. You are so passionate about movies, and it bleeds through the microphone, and it bleeds into our lives. It makes me appreciate movies more. It makes my discography of what I have seen bigger and more in-depth. And I am a better person because of being on this mic with you and because of having you in my life. And I love you. Mela, remember that that was said. Did that cut out? How gagged would you be if it never made it? (laughs) If you never made it. (laughs) It just skips to this part. Um. (laughs) And like a bad edit too. Like a bad clunky. What episode was Bride of Check? Okay, wrapping. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you all very much. This is a joy in my life. That's um. (laughs) I was gonna give everybody five points, but Lacey made me cry. She gets four. (laughs) Fuck yeah! (laughs) And the winner of this little game is. Not me, I can tell you that much. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had to be a little scamp. While Rashawn's adding, um, I said, uh, I accidentally said the best line I've ever said. Lacey and I were talking about Pride Month in the car the other day and just like talking about how much energy is wasted just like being an asshole and like being a homophobe. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, oh, yeah, all that uh, energy can be spent like making friends with people and doing bits. And I, I, in the moment, said something I want on my tombstone, which is, uh, why be a bigot when you can be a scamp? <laughs> <laughs> which is just Josh to a T. I want mine to say, sucks a lot of dick. <laughs> <laughs> like the prayer hands and knee like this. The, the and then like, uh, uh, in the tombstone carved, like a, like a mouth carved into the hole <laughs> in the tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> and then for our last round of points, I need everyone to chant it three times on the count of three. Gay rights. One, two, three. <laughs> gay rights. Gay rights. Gay rights. Anyway, gag of the century with 20 points. It's Josh is the winner. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> you and your friends are dead. <laughs> There's Rodney Dangerfield uh, again. I don't know how he did that, but how did he, he got do first that? I won so got... much. Congrats, Josh. You were Shouts the... out to Copper. Couldn't have done this without you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are the Wizard of Oz. Let's go. And I will hand this episode back over to my co-host. 
Congrats, Josh. That uh, was smooth. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Wrapping things up, we can come to the conclusion that The Wizard of Oz is a it spans generations. It is magic. It is a ship in a bottle, as Lacey said. There are some questionable magic pieces to it, but at the end of the day, it's still magic. And I love it. And that's it. <laughs> Period. Do you agree on that? <laughs> as you know, we end each episode with a quick round of six degrees, but uh, it's our 150th episode, so things are different. We're not going to do that today. It's also I- too hard last week. <laughs> it was really hard last week, you guys. It was really fucking hard. Um, so that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at WinCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, and Rashawn. We will see you at the end of the rainbow. See you next week. Bye. Shouldn't it be at the end of the yellow brick road? Because the end of the rainbow is like a replica. He owed me money, so yes, I will see you there.